0: The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Oh yeah!
1: (laughs) (sighs) All right, so I'm going to issue a general disclaimer before we even get started. There are going to be views and opinions on this show that some people might construe as offensive. We are going to attempt to have a rational debate about this. Therefore, I am entitling this episode, The Kickoff, Season 4, Episode 8. Let's talk about it. Because everything that's been dominating the news recently is to the point that, frankly, I think we have to discuss it here on the show and especially with the sheer amount of sports personalities now getting involved in the discussion, whereas before, most had remained silent for fear of reprisal. I should probably introduce us before we get started here. I'm Welcome to the kickoff. We are a presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com. I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. I don't have a fancy nickname because I'm not like these guys. My co-hosts... The executive producer turned co host, the anchorman, Eric Watkins.
0: Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be angry, but there's reasons why that we discussed before we got on the air. I don't know what it was, but it was delicious.
1: The co host turned executive producer, no Bisco, Brandon Biscobing. <laughs>
2: can can twenty twenty just stop already
1: mm, see, I think this is a conversation we, that needed to be had at some point we, on a grand scale anyway we we're, we're
2: in we're in June, and how many crazy things have happened? I mean, as is, we couldn't do anything with our
0: ninety day subscription, but Can we just go ahead and get our refunds back and go back to 2019 before our 180-day subscription (laughs) expires? Yeah, really? That would be nice.
1: And the fourth member of the team, the unprofessional, the not-so-silent co-owner, Jason Teasley.
3: And this episode is brought to you by Non-Sugar kool because I'm on a diet. What flavor? <laughs> don't answer that. Uh, no. Strawberry kiwi. Oh okay. oh, okay. I was expecting a completely <laughs> different answer to that.
1: <laughs> that could have taken a very wrong turn.
3: No, I'm literally on a diet, and I have—I don't drink soda anymore.
0: So I drink—I drink, I drink uh, unsweetened Kool-Aid. Mom, well, I tell you. you... How could it have taken a weird turn if I'm the one asking the question?
2: True, true. And and by the way, speaking of that, all 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 questions to anything we say we defer to, Eric. <laughs>
1: that reminds me, any hate mail from this episode goes to s.garmer at
0: gmail.com. Market is highly important or urgent. That way we can get it to it faster. <laughs>
1: All right, so you guys know that we like to take our time and we like to have fun on this show here. (laughs) However, it is a serious topic at hand, and while we've been working on our Greatest of All Teams, and this week's episode would have held particular interest to me, because the main event of this week's episode of Greatest of All Teams was going to be the Buffalo Bills, the current circumstances in our world climate right now have dictated that we take a detour for an episode.
2: This is twice now in three weeks that uh, things outside of football have forced us to take a detour.
1: No, because the last time we would have done a Greatest of All Teams if somebody would have shown up on time.
2: True, fine, fair enough.
0: Anchorman? No, no Bisco Vanilla Wafers are delicious. Anchorman? You just heard what I said. The floor is yours. All right. Now, Let's first talk of about all, it. I am going to take quite a bit of time and go into detail with a lot of the different angles and different stories that have come about this week, especially after the murder of George Floyd. And yes, I am flat out going to say that because it was... And more charges have come out at the hands of MPD.
1: Mm. All right, before we go any further, you'll get no argument from me
2: for that <clears throat> one. 100%. No. There should and, be a murder charge there. It, Well, I'm glad that they, uh, I'm not sure if everyone has I, seen it, but they did increase it up to second degree today, as well as charging all the other officers who surrounded him.
1: My guess is my guess is second degree for Chauvin and then involuntary manslaughter for the other three.
0: Yep. Actually, no. Second degree murder and second degree manslaughter for Chauvin aiding and abetting in second degree murder and second degree manslaughter for the other three.
1: Uh, To answer the message that you just sent, Jason, we're going to. However, Eric is going to set the stage before we do so.
0: So what I'm going to 1st I'm going to start with good news because thankfully there has been some good news out of this. What I wanted to introduce is the news last week, but for time constraints, the first female black SEC athletic director ever has now taken her post as Vanderbilt has removed the interim tag from Carrie Lee when everyone is looking at a time for some very good news this is one of the stories that I wanted to include first and foremost because with everything going on there is a little bit of hope for change and I wanted to take a spotlight on that above all Congratulations to the new
1: athlete, permanent athletic director at Vanderbilt. However, I feel it would be doing a disservice to include the conversation of that in within the topic uh-huh. that we're
0: going to be having tonight. So True. I wanted to touch on that because, again, there's good things. However, there has been a lot of bigger dominance that has come through with this, and I'm sure – As those of you who, like myself, have seen the news in various forms, have seen all of the protests, and as well as, be it however you side, fortunate, unfortunate with the riots and the looting on television as of late. This has a couple of takes, really, in our world, as host of a football podcast the first one that we were originally going to cover was on the early days and early night of the protesting in atlanta there were a lot of buildings that were vandalized and in some cases looted while the predominant coverage was on the damage to the cnn building what had us was the looting of one of the really, I can't quite say finer institutions, at least in my eyes, but something that is very recognized, the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Very, very fortunately, a lot of the damage was to the gift shop, and there was no memorabilia or exhibits that were harmed. But this brought out a point. With a lot of the coverage, as you see with the stores, with the ransacking, with the broken windows, I'm sure everyone saw the footage of the Target, Minnesota, and other big chain stores. This has been one of the main things that has divided not just those on the ground, not just those on social media, but even in some areas who have been covering all of the subsequent protests and cries for justice. With Situations like with not just with George Floyd in Minnesota, but let's even go back to Philandra Castile, which was also in Minnesota just a, four years ago. Even with the peaceful protest, even with all of the other coverage and the reasons why, does all the rioting really amplify the message because of the news coverage? Or does it really take away from the message of change through peaceful means? I personally have really been on the fence about this. Do I like what has gone on with small businesses that have been targeted? No. Do I like that those, especially in Minneapolis, a lot of minority-owned, not just black, but any minority-owned businesses that have been targeted by an unfortunately well-organized supremacist group and others? Absolutely not. But do I feel that speaking to these greater issues than just the issues with the interactions between police and want-to-be policemen and all others against people who look like me Do I think this amplifies the message in some way and goes to greater evils? Yes, I personally do. Because as much as I admire everyone speaking out, and as much as I admire those allies who are on the ground and having with peaceful protests, and speaking to three men here who I see as my brother standing right alongside me, I have personally that peace doesn't seem to continually work. And I think the longer that this goes on, and God in the universe forbid, with all of these charges, if there are acquittals, I feel like more and more people are going to see that the time for peace in this country has come to an end. And I'm not even going to go on what happened in Washington, D.C., with the forty-fifth president of the United States, because that would keep me going on for hours. We don't. We we don't get explicitly political on this show, so let's. So, we'll, so I'm. Let's leave I,
1: that. A, let's but, leave that. Asinine conversation alone. Yes. <laughs> All right. So to to answer your question, Eric, as far as. The the rioting and the looting, where does it leave you as far as the message goes? Here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Stuff can be replaced. Buildings can be replaced. And I understand that. But at the same time, I do feel that you devalue your message if you resort to violence in order to spread it. Mm-hmm. That being said... I think that there is a group of people, not just one specific set, but I think there are are groups of people that are intentionally aiming to offset the message that these protesters are trying to provide by provoking violence themselves.
0: Mm -hmm. And that has been shown. I
1: I genuinely believe that there are people who are not of the Black Lives Matter movement, that are not of the Justice for George Floyd movement, that are taking matters into their own hands in these protests – and causing civil and criminal damages towards buildings and people. Look at what happened to the store owner in Texas that was murdered outside of his shop by a, by a horde of people throwing rocks at him. Mm-hmm. I live in a very violent city. I live in Youngstown, Ohio, which has had one of the highest murder rates in the country over the course of the last dozen years.
0: Right up there with Baltimore, if I remember correctly.
1: And Detroit, both, mm-hmm. of which have, both of which have four, five, and in some cases as much as seven to eight times the population as Youngstown does. Because right. Youngstown only has about 180,000 people living in it. The thing about it is is there was a lengthy protest downtown in the city right outside of the courthouse in downtown Youngstown. The Youngstown police officers let the people protest. And let them know if they were going too far without getting physically aggressive to intervene. It was only after the downtown protest that violence broke out on the city's south side heading up towards Boardman, which is a more Caucasian suburb, we'll say. Mm-hmm. A more, it's where our big mall is, Southern Park Mall. That being said, anybody that was arrested for any kind of civil or criminal damage in that side of that inside of those uh, the buildings and stuff going towards Boardman were from out of town,
0: and that's been usually the prevalent case. As a lot of law enforcement and even Governor Tim Walz of Minnesota has said, like all these arrests, all these people. They will go to different cities from other cities to start this chaos. I think not really the best idea, but they see how they feel. And again, I don't, that part I don't approve of. That I really don't.
1: Well, Sony tweeted out, I don't know if you saw this or not. Sony tweeted out that the electronics that they made can be replaced. Lives can't. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. And I will agree with that to an extent because this is a country that has been built on the foundation of protest. Take a look back to the Boston Tea Party back in 1776.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not going to... You'll have your chance, Jason. Don't worry. I, I saw that wave. The difference is they were protesting with inanimate objects such as tea and boxes. And stuff on ships. People weren't getting assaulted by members by rioting members of of these of these breakouts, regardless of their affiliations. To protest is to voice to protest is not to burn down a store. It's not to attack somebody. And it's not to try to use violence to spread your message. I, I get I get the whole climate of it. I do. Malcolm X famously said, by any means necessary. That being said, Martin Luther King was able to accomplish a lot more than Malcolm X was able to accomplish, and Martin Luther King did so peacefully until his untimely assassination.
2: Bisco. Yeah, let me just, before I start, let me bring up one key point to what you finished off saying right there. Yes, everyone looks at Martin Luther King as this great, peaceful protester who accomplished a lot. But when did things finally actually get accomplished? Not until he was assassinated, and then all the riots broke out, and then they, the government's hand was forced. So I will just put that out there. In terms of what's going on right now, there are three different thoughts that are in my mind. First, when it comes to the overall peaceful protesters. Or no, let me start from the beginning. A lot of the rioting and looting and stuff, like you mentioned, like Eric mentioned, have been from people from out of town and have been... From people, I think a lot of them, who are trying to use this to to destroy and change the message of what's going on and to undermine the message that the movement is trying to uh, create. So, that's the big thing, that they are completely outside of the movement, so that, you know, it shouldn't, that should not matter. The second part are the people who are just simply fed up, and or, and this is also part of the third group as well, how did the protest turn into a riot originally in Minnesota. It was completely peaceful until the police decided to escalate. And that's what caused the people to say, okay, we're going to riot. So, and then along those lines, the riots and the way the police have been managing and handling the riots has also been helping the movement because you've been seeing time and time again throughout this whole process, the police now, ironically, becoming more aggressive towards people who aren't even... who are just caught in the crossfire. So, all in all, it seems like the rioting oftentimes is not even associated with the movement, but in response, it is helping them. Jason.
3: Alright. Uh, let's piss people off because I have a lot to say. Um, I Hi. preface this with if I piss you off, I'm not sorry. I will speak my mind. I don't give a fuck about your feelings.
1: Real quick Me that- before you... Before you do so, let me state for the record that these are specifically our opinions. These are individual opinions. They do not necessarily reflect the network as a whole. And if you are wanting to have a conversation on this topic, feel free to message any of us individually in
3: order to do so. Jason, you may continue. Uh, Me and Eric um, had a, a long, extensive conversation the other day. I reached out and said, Eric, you know, I just want talk about this because i really have a lot of mixed feelings i respect you to have intellectual conversation i know there's no ill will mm-hmm. uh, and we will we can have a civil discussion and me and eric had a really heartfelt conversation uh because i don't agree with a lot of things going on do i see what i see happen uh was an act of murder uh, I think it, you know it's coming to light that the other co- uh, officers involved are now being brought up on charges, which I have stood beside on multiple occasions when I have, on the very few occasions that I have uh, voiced my opinion, that they're just as guilty as the act, the officer that committed the act. Also, I think anybody holding a cell phone recording what happened should also be charged because... They did not intervene. Uh, a lot of issues I have is, it is a 10-minute video. Um, being a first responder myself, that type of stuff does not go on that long without a medical intervention. Policemen are first responders uh, by nature as well. Uh, they, wear, they wear that same, same first responder badge of honor when in appropriate. Uh, I have not watched the video because I cannot stomach it. Uh, I know the wrongdoing occurred. Uh, I think that if me watching the video, I think I would become so angry and outraged and disgusted that I would become physically ill and not be able to deal with, with matters. And I think it is best for my mental health and my sanity not to partake in viewing the execution of a fine gentleman. I will not bring the race (coughs) color, Even though he was a African-American male. Um, Yes. Do we see uh, this happening more than often? More than it should? Yes. But just like me and Eric talked, um, I, I am a. I do have a lot of friends who are cops that are tremendous people, that are outstanding citizens. There are some people uh, that wear a badge that are complete scum of the earth. There's no way around that. You shouldn't let um, one person's action dictate a majority. Now, with that being said, Harry, you want to intervene real quick? Can, can just, I just... I was-
1: I was going to chime in on what you just said there, and it actually reminded me of a point that I wanted to make when I was saying, is, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily know that this is actually a white versus black thing. I think this is a cops versus citizens thing because it's it, it all ties into the fact of somebody with a badge that shouldn't have had a badge in the first place taking advantage of their position.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with what Harry just said. This is very much a... Cop versus everyone else type situation, and unfortunately, there are a lot of cops who basically use it as an excuse to do whatever they want. Now, to Jason's point, I completely agree with you, Jason, that there are certainly good cops out there. The issue that I have, and I hope you are bringing this up to your cop friends, is that those good cops need to be holding the bad cops accountable and saying we need to get these scumbags out of our department well, now I, I don't, and I was just
1: gonna say I, I don't think Jason was done.
2: Oh well I'm just going I, I'm just saying that while we had while I had the chance. Yeah and, and I'll bring up the
0: cops with you in my next part. But, but like all right, go some, ahead, um,
2: go
1: ahead and that, continue Jason.
3: With that being said, I do. I, I, I see the protesting uh, peacefully done. I'm all for it. I, I'll, I'll, if there's a peaceful protest, I will speak my mind. Um, I do believe there does need to be some changes. But like me and Eric have talked, there's an evil entity that is working against everyone, um, and it's media and social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You, I've said it on this show many, many times. There's always three sides to a story. It's how you frame it, frame a picture, and and retrospect. I showed the picture to Eric. It said there was a picture that ran online. It said Rednecks Defend uh, Store, something like Armed Rednecks Defend Store, when the actual picture was two white males standing with two African-American males protecting this elderly man's grocery store so nobody messed with it. It would but the media skewed it to make it more of a racial tension thing.
0: And to intervene quick on this picture, you can look for that headline with the New York Post. I believe owned by Rupert Murdoch and the Murdoch family, who also are still in control of Fox News. Again, uh, just verify just
1: like, just like what Jason was saying there, it's it's three sides yes. in regards to any. It's three sides in regards to any conversation. Mm-hmm. There's one side, there's the other side, and usually somewhere in the middle lies the truth.
2: Mm-hmm. But and, and I think well. And I I agree with what Jason said about the social media thing, but I don't think it's just social media. I think the issue as well is that media just in general is inherently now, more maybe not more than ever, but now it is very much you have networks or newspapers or sites that lean one way and then you have networks and news networks and newspapers and sites that lead, lean the other way and instead of people reading both sides they focus on only watching the side that they agree with so as to confirm their biases already
0: and this was actually the exact point that I brought up to Jason in agreement with him after he showed me that picture. If you look at the media landscape now, 90% especially with television 90% of networks are owned by just five companies everything has become corporate one Mm -hmm. way or another, left or right you break that excuse me, you break that down from a national to a local level your local news network. There's been videos of this. There's been articles of this. One particular company, Sinclair Media, they own, if I remember correctly, it's anywhere from a third to a half of local news networks and local news stations in America. Not just pockets here or there, they control all over. So, anytime when you hear different anchors, <coughs> different message, you will see many other anchors read that message or have that exact same framework. And it's my personal belief that I've been saying for the longest time if you control the information and you control the narrative, You control the outcome. Uh I even tweeted out because I personally have been, thanks to YouTube, watching different news and conferences and meetings held in Los Angeles through KTLA Channel 5 and through the SkyCam footage, Air 7 HD, from ABC7, both in the Bay Area and Los Angeles. And the one thing that I found, they were the main ones to where... They're going to be on the ground. They're going to look at everything. They show whatever is happening regardless. They have been some of the main ones to show a lot of the peaceful protests all throughout California, as well as some of the unfortunate incidents of looting. They have let anyone come up and say their piece with how they feel. Everyone's gotten a voice, and they have shown a lot of great moments, and I applaud them for that. But one of them on the same side, when I was watching some of what was going on the first couple of nights in Minneapolis, when there was talk about the declaration of sending the military, not just the Minnesota National Guard, deployed, but actual soldiers from Fort Bragg and Fort Rome. Governor Tim Walz said, no, we're not doing it." But the network, and I'm going to name the network, KSTP, ABC5, Minneapolis. Your anchors that night. I don't care that it was 2 in the morning. I don't care that you don't think anybody was watching. I was. And I'm a time zone away in Florida. You had the audacity to say, oh, well, why do you wait so long? And why do this? And why not just accept the response? That I found personally disgusting. And I'm thankful that other people agreed with me in that sense. What are you doing to fan the flame? And that's what made me think of Sinclair Media. And I'm very glad through some aspects of social media that a lot more information has gotten out. So that way, in a time like this now more than ever... People can critically think for themselves because that is one of the things that I have personally said has been missing from this country for far too long.
1: Jason, continue your thoughts. All right.
3: Um, so going back on that, <clears throat> um, I, I think uh, uh, so a certain famous person. Um, I stumbled across a video of a interview. Uh, between little Wayne and fat Joe uh, via Instagram um, and little Wayne's taken a lot of heat because of it, because he spoke some very honest words that uh, really made me think and really made me take, take back a few things that I do stand, stand for. Um, we'll get to that briefly, but my, my, I want to say this before we do get on that. America was united for eight hours. When the video released, everybody was united, no matter your ethnic background, no matter the tone of your skin, political party, everything. And then everything started getting muddled. Everything started taking a, a narrative to focus one side or the other. I don't care. I don't want to hear... Well, there's more to the story. Yes, there was. There was four officers, one gentleman. One gentleman who had his life taken away in a public execution that I feel. And I'll stand behind that statement uh, and defend that statement with anybody that opposes it. Sadly, we lost a, a pillar to his community a son to his mother and from every account that I've read about his life an outstanding citizen now going back to the little Wayne thing you hear all these celebrity outrage because I want to get to the looters when I wrap up but this I want to touch on this and then it goes into the my thoughts and feelings on the riots and looting which is where I'm going to Spit fire and piss vinegar. Um, Little Wayne was on um, Fat Joe's Instagram live video, and they was talking about thing. And Little Wayne made the comment, "Yeah, it's great. You you go out, you come out, you support something. Then what?" This goes back to a conversation we had in the chat earlier that I hopefully we may touch on when we wrap up the show. What, what do you, you may wear a shirt, you may put a hashtag, but then what? And he, he, he said, if I, I'm not going to follow through with everything that I'm putting out on social media or anything I put in an interview, if I don't follow through with that, then why should I even bother? Because all I'm doing is trying to promote myself above a tragedy. Uh he said I have a, a very vast platform. I'm a very well known individual. I'm paraphrasing of course. But he said if I don't use that to follow through with all the all the promises and all the attention I bring to myself, then what good is my platform at all? Go ahead, Harry, and then I'll I'm almost done.
1: <laughs> oh no, it's something else that kind of ties into your statement there. And this is an this is of an ethnic background for Wayne and Fat Joe. They are of the urban community with with rap. Um similar words were spoken in a song called Talk Talk by a Perfect Circle. Uh longtime rock music listeners will know the name Maynard James Keenan. And the line in the line in the song Talk Talk is Faith without works is talk without works. Faith without works is dead. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, if you, if, um, like, like the old adage goes, actions speak louder than words. If you can talk all you want, but until you, you put your ass behind those words then those words are just empty promises. Now, to wrap up in my point, um, I want to discuss the looters and rioting and shit that's going on because that really, that really irks me. You're taking a cause that um, united, like I said, united the country. Everybody was on the same page, and you're skewing it, for political reasons, me and Eric talked about this. You don't know what to believe. Um, you see these riders out there. You're taking, you're taking a peaceful thing, and you're taking the mob mentality, and you're you're taking a, an intense situation, and you're pouring gasoline on it. One person, like has been demonstrated, can ignite. An entire crowd, uh, and then they come through and say, "Oh, it was from this organization or this organization." It's however the media wants to spin. And unfortunately, when the mob mentality takes over, we see innocent lives get taken. We see uh, people get hurt. Um, and I'm I'm gonna go. I want to say some really controversial things. I do believe in all lives matter. But, at this point in time, I think Black Lives Matter need to take president i think I don't think that we should skew that uh, you know, me and Eric are really close i uh, I think of Eric like a brother to me I don't see and i i I have friends posting well, if you say you don't see uh you just uh disguise racism by you say don't say color no, I don't uh me and Eric, I'm as white as snow. Eric's African American. Me and him make jokes. I, I don't, I don't think that anything I say to him, he takes offense to. If he did, you know, I, we would have a, we would have a civil conversation, and I'd drain it back. Um, but I bleed just like he does. I, you know, I have the same feelings he does. The only thing, only difference is, is I'm pale. Go ahead, Harry.
1: Um, Just to kind of tie into that point there, and I'll let you continue here. We quoted this movie last week on this show, and it has never remained more prevalent than it is right now. Do you remember the conversation we had about Remember the Titans last week, Jason, on this very show?
3: Yeah, you can't see the family resemblance? (laughs) That's my brother. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's how how I see all three of you. I don't see, and, and I had friends tell me, when I made this comment, oh, that's just you. you you're you secretly racist. No, I don't see color. I was never raised. It goes back to something we talked about on an earlier show. Things are taught, not learned. Uh, hatred hatred is in your heart. It is something that you are taught to do. You don't learn. I've had friends come, come through my house. If you ever if you ever stepped foot in my house and met my mother, there was three rules in my house. One, she, she officially became a part of your extended family and she wanted you to call her mom. Two, if you knew what a refrigerator was, you know how to work it. You're welcome to anything in it. And three, if you seen my mother out in public and didn't speak, she was going to whip your ass. <laughs> that was the three rules my mother had growing up. And, I had friends and I, and it never dawned on me because I'm like us, I'm from a small town in West Virginia. Yeah, we, we had racial divide and we never really, you, we, it was there, but you never really seen it on a large scale until me and one of my friends took a trip with my mother and we went, uh, I think we went to Columbus and he was African American and we was at a restaurant and he was going to get something to drink. And he asked my mom, he said, mom, do you want something to drink? And the looks we got. And I guess it never really dawned on me till then that I lived in a bubble. Not many people were raised like me. No, not many people had the values I did. Now going back to the looting writing, I think your pieces of shit. I think that if you go out and deface a veteran memorial, you need your ass beat. I think if you go out and I seen, um, and I, I'm going to say this, I seen three white white guys take two by fours to an elderly couple defending their shop. I think that they need the fuck beat out of them. argument for me. <laughs> I think uh, if you uh, and you know, a lot of people are saying. Well, uh, they did this, you know, all these people got hurt. I seen a damn picture of a lady that had her fucking five-year-old at a fucking protest and they got pepper sprayed and they was like, well, they pepper spray my baby. You don't You be a damn parent, know where to take your kids. Don't, don't mm-hmm. subject your kids to something like that. Don't put your kids in a volatile situation because they, because that makes you a shitty parent.
0: Especially because for so they're so young and that can be so incredibly
3: traumatizing. Because, like I said, and like we've seen multiple times, one person can spark a mob, and it go off the rails quickly. Um, there was a there was a African American gentleman who has, I think it was a barbecue shop in Minneapolis. Um. That they just totally destroyed his store, why he sat there and cried and begged for them not to there was a goFundMe page I donated it, to it
1: was a it was a burger restaurant. He actually raised the money that he needed to replace everything in the store in less than thirty six hours
3: yeah i I mean I donated um but you know, and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back on this and yeah, I'm gonna try to not make this political, but I am a conspiracy theorist, if anybody has ever wondered. Me and Eric talked about this. You can control... uh, If you you can find a way to control the masses, you can dictate the narrative, which goes back to my media point. Um, We had a quote-unquote pandemic that has a smaller mortality rate than the actual flu. It caused a huge hysteria among the American people, where they say you need to wear masks to go outside, and that you should social distance and everything. But the funny thing about it is you've seen mobs and mobs of people in these riots, and... It's never been mentioned. The mask conceal your face and identity. So it goes back to, yeah, I want to be on my conspiracy theory. If you control, it's been said multiple times if you control the masses, you dictate the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I do believe all lives matter, but right now we need to take that into a focal point. Uh, people want to make light of the situation and focus on only one of the policemen you had three other policemen there that were uh persons of color and nobody until today even thought to bring that into the conversation so in closing i think one i think we witnessed uh, a public execution that is uh divided the country on multiple levels and what we need is more of a understanding a open platform to talk to get our views and opinions out and though and if you can if you can have a discussion maybe not be closed minded when having that discussion you actually might learn something like i said me and eric have talked extensively about this and you know there was some things me and eric agreed on there are some things we kind of were lukewarm about, but we understood where the other one was coming from and mm-hmm. we understood, and we understood the conversation. There was no, well, fuck this guy, um, or anything. Uh, me and Eric still have the mutual bond that we've always had. And I think that, I think that we need to see the world without color. We need to become colorblind and we need to live by the golden rule of mm-hmm. uh, do unto your neighbor as what you would want done unto you. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: I have a couple of things to say to what Jason just said there. First and foremost, um, all lives do matter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they'll actually matter when black lives yep. matter. Mm-hmm. Because until black lives matter, then not all lives matter. And I'm not saying that this is a white versus black thing, because while it can be at times, this particular instance is not. This particular instance is crooked cops versus the African-American community. Two, to what Jason just said there as far as the golden rule, I believe we've summed it up perfectly on this show before in four simple letters. It is as easy to digest as possible here. D Bad.
2: Don't yep. be
1: a dick.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't know it's, how hard it is.
1: Like, it, it's exactly what Jason said. It's a, it's a simple complex. It's a simple guiding philosophy, and we'll get to sports' we'll get to sports's influence on this because we are technically a sports specific show, but. In order to get to sports is in order to get to sports' reach into this, we first have to have the conversation that got us there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Friend, mm-hmm. any other current any other current thoughts before we get to the yeah, sports is? Yeah,
2: yeah, real quick, just um, a couple of things off of what Jason said. First off, <laughs> I will be the first to admit and and admit I was wrong that you know, a couple of years ago when this stuff was going on, I was saying all lives matter. But now, like what Jason said, yes, all lives do matter, but right now, black lives matter. That is Mm -hmm. the focus. So don't come with me with that all lives matter right now. In terms of, you know, the narrative and everything, I agree with that. And one thing, and... I really hope, and and this is one this is one of the big problems right now, and I forget if it was Eric. Uh, yeah, Eric brought it up with how the news networks are. There is no such thing as investigative journalism anymore. True. We need a Bernstein, and I I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Eric. Correct. Cronkite? No, no, the two Watergate uh, reports. I don't remember the other one off yeah, the top. But my Bernstein head. And, and I forget the other one's name off the top I'll of my head. Up. Go ahead and continue yeah. your point. But we need two journalists to focus entirely, look at all of the people that were arrested for for looting, for vandalism, and see where they came from, were they part of the city that they were arrested in, and if they have any sort of political affiliation. That way, the people know without a shadow of a doubt who caused this to go off the rails. And thirdly, even outside of that, and, and this is something that unfortunately... I think is getting lost in the shuffle with all the rioting and everything. It seems to me, looking at all the videos and everything, that the police's actions have not been helping matters at all, where they have been preemptively trying to stop things and and do crowd control when there is no reason for it, and thus it has been making things worse. And I hope, and this is what really needs to be done, and this is how you can really influence change, is not only do we need a strong investigative journalist, but we need some strong lawyers to take the cases of the people who have been attacked by these cops and take these departments down a peg, and that's how we will get real change.
0: At right, Vice right, News, you heard Brandon. I respect you and for the journalism you've done. You of all people I would trust to step up and take on Brandon's task. No one else is going all, all right, that. I'll let...
1: I know Jason had something to say here. I'll I'll get to him in one second, because I have... Uh, real quick the other guy's name was woodward woodward thank you woodward yeah uh, i just did a quick google yeah. search and found that information out there uh jason you had something to say to what brandon said
3: yeah i mean you can't villainize all cops oh no uh, of course guess, not yes hmm. you have you have the you have the you have the assholes uh that do abuse the badge but i've seen uh the the stories you're not seeing And this goes back to what we talked about earlier. You're seeing all the negative. Mm -hmm. You're the the and then you're seeing positive that wants to go ignored. I've seen I've seen cops set and kneel and pray with people that are protesting. I've seen cops join in, join in and march with protesters,
1: which is what happened in my city.
3: Oh yeah, I've no. Seen, okay, good i But you, but you, you've got to take everything as an individual uh, case. You can't like. Uh, I can't sit there and watch. You know, it's like we'll we'll talk about this. We'll get on a controversial subject. Um, you know, let's look at the flip side. Uh, I've seen a story where a African American man uh, actually beat a. Elderly white woman to death.
0: You barely heard a peep about it, mm-hmm. and it was completely senseless. Yeah.
2: Completely yeah. senseless. No, I completely and,
0: okay. Continue.
2: Let
3: just finish.
2: I wasn't sure if he's done you,
3: And you get, and you get, but yet it's like, and this is where I go back to my all lives matter stance. It's a life lost due to senseless violence. <laughs> is just that. It's senseless violence taking us a, a life from this earth, that should never, never have happened. No matter black, white, brown, purple, pink, whatever, a human being is just that. Um, I tell people I'm racist all the time. I hate the human race because the because my my faith in humanity. Is stolen with everything that I see because I, I there's people that are on my Facebook feed that absolutely disgust me. But I I and and I've been friends for multiple years, and it's like, how do you get that? And if you have a different opinion of them, you're villainized. I'll ha- I don't care what your opinion is. Judge me for the the person I am to you. Don't judge me because of somebody else's action that I may be associated with. Someone else's action does not reflect me as an individual.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I could I could take I could take um someone we'll, we'll make we'll make it. We've all had relationships in our lives. We'll we'll, we'll do this on a, on a uh, basic level. We've all had a significant other that has that one shitty friend that we cannot stand and that does not like us. Can we all agree on that?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Nah. Well, Eric, <laughs> shut up.
2: <laughs> Eric always has I to know, be I'm in. Like,
0: I'm like, I know I'm kind of an exception here, and- so... Eric
1: would have to have a relationship in order to have that shitty friend. (coughs) Bad
2: bad joke. This is true. Bad joke forthcoming, but Eric always always has to be in the minority.
3: But with that, that friend's actions and thoughts should not affect our relationship with who we're in a relationship with. At and that's
1: Co. nmb Chiefs for that last comment. Continue,
3: Jason. <laughs> uh, and I think I think that that's the mentality we're getting. We're we're seeing. Okay, well, you believe this. You 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 side with this person, so that makes you a bad person. And I fire back. Name one thing that I've done to you that that has caused you to feel that way about me. And then they're like, uh i said okay, and there, and I did this with somebody, and I highly pissed them off i said you know you was broke down at three in the morning one night you had nobody to call you called me how long did it take me to get there about 10 minutes okay who 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 handed you 300 to get your car fixed that night you did okay but because i believe this way you're villainizing me for it When I was the only person you had in a time of need, justify that. And they had nothing to come back. And then they wanted to go to the lowest common denominator. honor. Well, you support this. You support it. That that doesn't care. How did I treat you as an individual? How do I treat you? And that's what we got to get back to. Mm -hmm. We got to start treating people with honor, dignity, and respect
1: actually that yeah. is something that we do kind of need to touch yeah. on here because but, it has previously been an issue here on this very podcast real quick before you say yep. anything bisco yep. jason i think you know where i'm going with this i i think i actually know where what jason is referring to jason correct me if i'm wrong you're a republican are you not i am um that's been an issue of contention on this show before hasn't it bisco
2: I don't necessarily remember, but okay. There was a comment that you made about our current president, who I would
1: not deny,
2: I am personally not
1: a fan of. However, you took it a step beyond here on the show, and Jason was furious at that moment, were you not, Mr.
3: Teasley? I do recall that.
1: At the same time, though... Just because you and Brandon don't share the same political beliefs, it doesn't mean that we can't have a, a civil conversation about things like you were talking about earlier.
3: That is correct, mm-hmm. and like that, ties, I said,
1: that But that ties into the narrative of what Jason is of what Jason is saying. Judge people based on how they treat you, not on what you perceive
2: to be mm-hmm.
3: exactly. And that's and that's that's the problem. I, I mean, if. If I've treated anybody dif- differently because of political views, you care. You support what you su- support. If if you want to have a discussion and have a different opinions, that's fine. I respect that because I don't want everybody to agree with me. Not everybody can be right all the time like me. I mean, that is that is the problem. People, other people, have to admit that they're wrong when they talk to me. I mean, I do understand that. So, uh, I, I, and I joke, I'm trying to make, trying to not be as serious because I've been highly Wait serious.
0: High. Make a
3: Cleveland joke, but now. Nah. <laughs> but, I mean, you got you to gotta be, sometimes you got to be the bigger person. And I think today's society, and I'm sure I'm going to piss somebody off with this, because I know that my closing comments going to really piss people off. But you, you got to make the, you got to have the, um, I think today's society, there's a lot of pacification in a lot of the kids today. Uh, a lot of kids have that entitled mentality, have never been told no. They get into the real world and they get a harsh dose of reality. Not everybody agrees with you. Not everybody's going to cater to you. And your feelings truly don't matter. Uh, I try to teach my daughter that I, I'm an asshole to my daughter. Why? Because nobody's going. if somebody tries to be an asshole to her, to her when she gets older, she knows how to cope with it and knows how to retaliate. Because ain't nobody going to have a quicker wit than my daughter when it comes to somebody being an asshole to her. Because I'm her father. She's going to learn from the best. But I think, I think a lot of the participation trophy, self-entitlement things is really hurting this, the world, and the society. Because people don't know how to disagree anymore. If you disagree with somebody, you're not allowed to have friends with different opinions. Everybody's lumped together. Nobody wants to have an open mind. And nobody wants to treat somebody with the common decency that they deserve.
1: Um, I'm going to use a wrestling quote here. And I think it kind of ties in there. The whole, as you said, pussification of America, the whole whole deprioritizing of individual accomplishment. It was one Vincent Kennedy McMahon who once said, life sucks and then you die. And that is the honest-to-God way things are. You are not special. You should not be coddled. We are all human. We are all allegedly in this together. And it's about damn time that human beings acted more like human beings. We'll talk about sports' influence on all of this here shortly. Bisco, did you have a follow there? I thought I saw your yeah
2: the The only thing I was gonna say to you know Jason's original reasoning for what he he was saying i I do agree that there are good cops um and one in particular I forget where it was, but um I just wanted to point it out to show that there are good there are is good being done out there right now. I saw a video earlier of uh these uh you know these protesters sitting on their knees like with their hands up and a cop went over and shoved one of the protesters and a one of their fellow cops went over and directly ostracized and and called him out on it and said don't you do that again or said something to that effect um so i give a lot of props to to her for di- for standing up and doing that in the public view. And that's exactly what needs to be done in order for this to be in order for this to be the end of this. Eric, we'll
1: get to this aspect of this here in just a few moments. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to read what I'm writing for the show preview to you guys right now. I don't traditionally do this Traditionally, I send it to you guys after the show is over. But I believe that this is one that I need to share with you, and I need to share with our listeners. Let's talk about it. The kickoff, season four, episode seven. Join host Harry Broadhurst, Brandon Biscabing, Eric Watkins, and Jason Teasley as they present their unique look at the world of worlds of professional and college football. That's my standard open for. Whatever episode we, do. The next paragraph, though, tells you all you need to know. The elephant in the room can no longer be ignored. The guys break down what's been going on in the world, and they talk sports effect on it. This is a very deep episode. And we encourage one to keep an open mind as it, is, as it is not your typical lighthearted broadcast. Hashtag justice for George Floyd.
0: Very well said. Extremely well said.
1: This is an opportunity for us to come to you, much the same way we did when we did our coronavirus episode. This is not... This is not Harry being smart. This is not Jason being Ginger Domus. This is not Eric being his traditional wild and crazy self on this show. This is not BizCo being Bi- BizCo. This is Harry Broadhurst, Jason Teasley... Eric Watkins and Brandon Biskabing coming to you as human beings. We were told that our our coronavirus episode was really well received and we appreciate that. We understand that this particular episode might not be as well received and we can appreciate that as well. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we ask is you continue to listen and we give our thoughts as we go into the sports effect on things here is that you remember that just because we don't have the same opinion, doesn't necessarily mean either of us is
2: wrong it's a conversation to have in order to bring us closer together and the key to that like we've all mentioned throughout this is to keep an open mind on things mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: so a quote that i wanted to give before you get into the uh the actual professional sports aspect of it eric you ready ready all right so I do a wrestling podcast every Monday night. I won't take the time to plug it right now. Not the time or place. However, this is how I opened the wrestling podcast on Monday night. I am a former police officer. I joined the force because I believe the only way to bring change to policing is from within. I remember being told empathy will get you killed. No, no, Lack of empathy allows you to kill. We have to change policing from within. And like always, there's going to be some comment about you were part of the problem. No, I saw the problem and did something to combat it. Countless times, I showed up and put a stop to any sort of harassment slash excessive force. You can't change anything sitting behind a screen. Sound familiar, Jason? Mm -hmm. The point of all this is simple Society and specifically Our African American brothers and sisters Have a justifiable Distrust with police It is the responsibility Of the police to fix That issue but they won't Thus it is on us As a society to force that Change from within Brandon Out of the four of us besides myself You're probably the biggest wrestling fan On this Mm -hmm. panel Care to take a guess who posted that?
2: Mustafa Ali.
1: It was 100% the words of Adim Mustafa Ali. Former wrestler, current professional wrestler with the WWE. Wrestling I would, is real. I, People I, are I, fake.
2: Yeah. I would love and he may not do it now. But I really hope that he comes out. I mean, this would be the perfect time for him to come out with it. But I would love to hear his experience. What he tried to do. How successful he was. And his ultimate fate when it came to that. Because it would reveal a lot about... Whether what I think needs to be done is even possible, and how it can be done. As
1: wrestling fans, we don't des- we don't deserve Mustafa Ali. No, this is just one in a long line of things that Ali has spoken up about and taken action to. I can genuinely say this. Mustafa Ali makes me proud to be a professional wrestling fan. Eric, let's switch over to sports' influence on the topic here.
0: Absolutely, because amidst all the things, all the graffiti, all the stuff that's come out, you have had athletes that have come up, some with words, some like Steven Jackson, Long time NBA player, now in the Big Three and NBA analyst. He spoke out personally at some of these marches and was a personal friend of George Floyd. You have even had, even as this relates to me here, Jacksonville, Jaguars owner Shad Khan just put out a statement with his feelings, recalling a lot of instances that he has dealt with with racism. Being a Pakistani American himself, and being in this country since the late sixties, for every athlete that has come and spoken out, <coughs> for every athlete that has done other things like join the protest or, like specifically with Dak Prescott, we talked about a few times on this show, he just not only posted on his Instagram about everything but made a million-dollar donation specifically to go to police training to make these changes from within to eliminate that excuse. We've heard from LeBron James. We've heard from countless others. But there's also been the issue of, for as many NFL owners that have spoken, you have those that have remained silent calls in Minnesota from executives about signing Colin Kaepernick with what he did who began his protest for the social injustice and against it that ended his career and started a chasm. And the NFL PR executive that said, yes, we blackballed him because he was losing money and was bad for business. You've had as many owners stay silent. Almost half the league, including surprisingly the Pittsburgh Steelers, who've heard nothing from. And, unfortunately, on top of all of that snowball, for the Joe Burrows who speak up and mention these things, for the Dak Prescotts and everyone else, you have those like Drew Reed. I'm not going to sit here and say anything he did deserves an asterisk, it because it doesn't. Who was one of the first people to step up with a lower lower ninth ward post-Katrina when he got there? That was Drew Brees. Who was one of the main people who was helped donate to places like Feeding America? And for research for COVID-19, Drew Brees, $5 million. But at the same time, when you mention comments like he mentioned today, especially with Kaepernick, who for those who do fantasy football, he was up and trending on the sleeper app. A lot of people. There's been a lot of noise around him. Maybe a team will sign him. Maybe someone in Minnesota will listen. Or otherwise, I'm not certain. Even with Mike McCarthy just flat out saying, "Oh." He's a free agent, whatever, in so many words. When you have those like Drew Brees, who for as good, much good as he's done, still can sit back, even amongst your teammates, and still have the message "Oh, I don't want anyone disrespecting the flag. I have grandfathers and that fought in wars and this and that. Rightfully, you had a lot of people. Michael Thomas was the first one to react just saying, through emojis, really? Malcolm Jenkins, flat out told him, shut the fuck up. I'm not mad at him for that. LeBron James said, my father-in-law was one of the people who served his country. I thank him for his service. I ask these questions. How is it that with all of this today with everything we mentioned a few weeks ago with the rule rule what we mentioned with the ratios with black head coaches and executives in the NFL as compared to players and even with coaches even with other coaches who were speaking out like a Nick Saban or like Nick Rolovich at Washington State remembering how people stood up for him and an incident in the locker room. How is it that for all of the good and all of the people who get it, we still have time where these have potentially very powerful allies don't, and argue, sharing some of the same reactions with some of these people who are not even attacking, but in some cases just trying to educate, for those that don't get it
1: all right we'll discuss the breeze thing separately because i feel it merits its own conversation here shortly yeah. however I, jason you wanted to bring up floyd mayweather's comments about the situation so the floor is yours
3: uh i just want i just want to touch on you know um before i piss everybody off i Uh, Mayweather is a highly controversial figure and a lot of, he catches a lot of negative, um, negative media and everything, but I'm glad that, you know, he's actually doing something. Um, I guess you could say, I guess you could say he's bringing a positive light to himself. He's a cocky, arrogant asshole but he backed it up with his um, his uh, actions in the ring. Um, with that being said, uh, Mayweather has donated and uh, donated May, offered to pay. Uh, 20- oh, what the hell? Harry? The, I- I-
1: that was my fan I turned on. Oh, I'll okay. turn it back off. I apologize.
0: All right,
3: it's fine. Uh, he Mayweather has came out and said that he is offering to pay um, for George F- Floyd's funeral. I think that says a lot about him as a human being.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and this goes back. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and dovetail into this, Harry, because uh, Eric already touched on it. Uh, my feelings are Ky- Colin Kaepernick. Is not the best. I think uh, I have a very opinion of him. I'm not a fan, never was a fan. I think uh, he's a self glorified prima donna that used a, a platform as being a seedless sports figure and celebrity to try to promote himself over the issue. Yes. Do I, I, I do I agree with his protest? No. Do I respect his protest? What they, what it meant? Yes. I'll never, I'll never say that. I think that he could have went about it differently. And I think since, since then, he's done very little to promote things other than himself uh, until it's relevant. And then you see him pop up going back to this um, with that being said, you know, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get real serious for a moment and I'm probably going to upset some people with saying this, but if you, it's just ironic that, you know, my personal feelings for Kaepernick, I think he was a scapegoat. Um, Like I said, I don't think he was the most recognizable person in the NFL. But, this goes back to something I said earlier. Words mean nothing unless actions uh, support them. You've seen Kaepernick take a stand for some, and I respect that. But, You didn't see any top-tier athletes doing the same. And it makes me wonder why. Why would they let Kaepernick do it, but they wouldn't invest themselves? But yet, they want to come out and make news clips and everything supporting Kaepernick. But when they they had the chance to actually support him, they were nowhere to be found. Goes back to the little Wayne thing. You can wear a shirt. You can do a hashtag. But if you don't follow through with it, just shut the fuck up. Because it's only self-promoting. Uh, Kaepernick, as a human, I think he was a mortar. And I think that if it would have been, I think it, his his voice could have been heard if it was echoed by more a list athletes, but unfortunately, they left him out to dry. But yet he still, but yet they want to do the sound clips and everything, saying this, they support him, but their actions speak otherwise.
1: Okay, I have a couple of things to say about that. One. Kaepernick has actually done a lot of charitable Mm -hmm. work towards his beliefs. So while I will give him credit for standing up for what he believes in, I will also say that I do believe that there was a self-gratification involvement in the Colin Kaepernick situation. That Kaepernick did what Kaepernick did in order to draw attention to Colin Kaepernick. And there have been actions by Kaepernick during the course of that there, specifically the immediate signing of the Nike deal. When the the issue was at its hottest. It was an opportunity for Kaepernick to make more off that Nike deal than he ever made playing in the NFL. So my my thought process to that is this. My thought process to that is that Colin Kaepernick, while taking a stand, saw the opportunity to turn Colin Kaepernick into a brand in and of itself. I appreciate the opportunities that he has afforded other people through his charitable work, I appreciate the attention that he <laughs> has brought to certain topics by doing what he did. I do, however, think that Kaepernick was going into business for himself at times doing this as well. And while I – you know what, I'm going to go ahead and save the last part of that for when we do our final wrap-up because it's gonna, it's probably going to rub people the wrong way in some regards, and I, I'd rather save it for, for willing to wrap. So
2: go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, while – I can understand where you're coming from, Harry, and I do definitely agree with the fact that it has certainly profited Kaepernick. I do think he honestly did believe in it and and wanted to do something to affect change. And in terms of what Jason said as to why didn't any of these players stand with him in the past and now suddenly are making... Uh, comments now and seemingly standing up with him now or kneeling with him now I think and this is just based off of my own personal opinion how I perceived both actions and also the way this has been as compared to moments in the past maybe it is because everyone's been cooped up in the house for you know three months Maybe it's because of, you know, enough is enough. This is a straw that broke the camel's back. But even then with Pat Kaepernick and everything, I was was still saying all lives matter, even though I did support the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, this has become such a tidal wave that... Cap. now the players realize that they can speak out without having any sort of repercussions because they know that as long as everything goes as, as it should, history is on their side. So I think that's the reasoning for why Kaepernick was left out in the cold back then. But now, if something happens within the NFL, the momentum will be such that there's no way they can stop it.
1: That's actually a really good point, Brandon. And I want to get Jason's thought on that here, real quick. Uh, Jason, do you think that we're in a different state than we were back when Kaepernick started his protesting and that players feel they have the opportunity to speak out now, whereas maybe in the past they were afraid to do so for fear of ramifications?
3: No, I think uh if you if you're gonna see a ramification, you would have seen it then or now. I don't think that But you have I think let me speak. Okay. Let uh because um let let's 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 go out on the limb here. Um let's take let's take LeBron, okay? And the NBA matter of fact, matter of fact, we'll do it even one better. We'll use, we'll use a conversation that we had off air uh, about a TV s- series. Everybody waves the kins. Um, we'll wave, at, uh, have a, um, a TV Come series to- that's coming out. It's called blackballed. Look at what happened. How many star athletes on that team Said no, I will not play. And how fast the change was made. I think it was a fact of whatever ramifications are going to happen is going to happen regardless. But if you would see a top tier athlete speak out, you have the you have that momentum. You have that voice. Uh, like I said. But this is what i this is what I noticed about Kaepernick in the Kaepernick situation after every game he had a microphone or a camera in his face, never a word mentioned, but when he had that when he had all eyes on him, not a word mentioned and that's why I see the self preservation thing, but if you have a if you have a voice, use it. If you have a voice, use it. Um, I don't know what you're saying, Harry. I'm
1: trying to get Bisco to give us a time check.
3: Uh, um, if you have a voice, use it. No matter the platform, we have a voice. We have four separate voices here. We're tackling this, and all six of our listeners may agree or may disagree but at least they know where we stand and that we're trying to use our voice to promote something that we all feel. Um, no matter, no matter how minute we may feel, our voices do carry some, some weight. Um, Whether it be here on the network, whether it be a listener, I think we have a platform and we need to use that. Um, and I think a lot of athletes, like I said, they, they supported Kaepernick from a distance. Yeah, well, yeah, their words were there, but the actions were, were, were not. Coming out now makes it look really superficial Uh, like I said I never was a Kaepernick fan or anything but I I will be one of the first people to say um, I agree with his message not so much his tactics at delivering that it did get a conversation started I will say that it did get a conversation started and that's what he intended so he did succeed in that thing. But we'll talk- I think that he he didn't, he capitalized it on, on I, I think he cap used the death of someone, just like I see that what is happening now, to promote a personal agenda. And
1: All right, Eric, I know you had multiple things to say, but before you get started, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Jason before you stepped, after you stepped away. You ready? Ready. All right. The question that I asked Jason was, is, do you think is that players are more willing to come out into the open about their stances now than they were back when Kaepernick took his stand? Because there's less fear of ramifications from them doing so currently than there was back when Kaepernick did so.
0: Personally, yes. And I was having this conversation with my mom earlier today. We call her affectionately on the show Mama Watson. Thank you, Jason, for the logo on that one. I'm trying to use it once. But anyway, with a lot of athletes, I expected them to say and do. Like I mentioned earlier, LeBron James. He was one of the first ones on an Instagram post to reference what happened with Derek Chauvin and George Floyd, that murder, and Colin Kaepernick taking me, saying this is why. When he came out later on and saying about what's really happening, even all the times in between, with all of his other means of protest, the hands up, don't shoot, the I can't breathe, even going to building the I Promise School and everything, I expected that from him. And others. But one thing that I really didn't expect. People like Michael Jordan making statements. He was the one who it had said, and they even touched on this a bit during the Last Dance documentary, about the Republicans by sneakers too. Even though he donated to the North Carolina senatorial Democratic candidate behind the scenes he is now coming out and being in public you have someone like tiger woods famously known from the get-go and starting and blossoming in his career at stanford and in the pga being affiliated with nike and everybody recognizing oh he's corporate from the gate he is coming out and saying I personally feel that bringing these people out from the shadows with these prominent voices on top of that, that there is this change to where, yes, no matter my legacy or everything leading up to this, I can speak and people will understand me and I can add my personal perspective. And I don't have to worry about rattling any corporate feathers or anything like that. That's something that I am very proud of. Because that was the thing that irked me for the longest time. It's like, why do the corporations with all the sponsorships dictate some of these things? These people, if they want to come out and speak, let them. If they don't, I'm not always going to like it. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, but I will get it if it's not what they feel. But if they do feel these things that are genuine, let them express that. That's fantastic.
2: One one thing to uh, add on to Eric's uh, thought real quick and a quick question that can just be answered in a few words. Um, one person that I thought of, yes, Eric mentioned a lot of the black athletes that have normally not spoken up but now have But one in particular that really shows how different this is, is one Tom Brady coming out with something about this. And an interesting question popped up into my head in regards to that. Do you think he would have still spoken out had he been a patriot at the time? No. No. Hell no. Because
1: because both Belichick and Kraft have tried to avoid
0: creating needless controversy up in New England. Not to mention, and I'm going to flat out say this, I'm not 100% about Belichick, but it's been proven, Kraft's affiliations.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That would have been shut down
2: immediately.
1: Allow me to say what you're not saying. Kraft has a known racist history.
2: And And he has a known affiliation with a certain uh, person. The Grand
1: Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, if I'm not
0: mistaken? Yes. You're
1: looking at me like you're expecting me to add something there, Eric.
0: Well, there is someone else we're
2: talking about. He
0: also wears a certain red hat. Yes. I leave it there. (laughs) Alright.
1: So, here's... We've been going for like an hour and 35 minutes now, almost an hour and 40, so it's time to put a tiny little bow on this. I don't want to overstay our welcome on the topic because we are just four people, and there are more than enough opinions out there. Jason, I'm going to ask you a simple question that may not have such a simple answer. You ready?
3: Yes.
1: How do we move forward?
3: Now that actually is pretty simple. Treat each other as if that is your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, or your family. Some people, uh, I I see the I see the meme all, all the time, and I need to take that to heart. Um, we're in a we're in a trying time where there's battle lines being drawn daily there's difference of opinions it's okay we need to realize it's okay we need to realize that our uniqueness is our difference of opinions and it needs to be our willingness to learn because once you quit learning you die and as a society i feel that we're dying a little bit more every day because nobody's open to new ideas, nobody's open to new philosophies, and nobody's opening their hearts to care for one another. And I think that really saddens me the most. Because I have a 12-year-old that I have to raise in this world, and I don't know if I can. You don't know how hard that is to, to face that reality of my little girl growing up in a world of hatred, of prejudice, of prejudice. And just people that don't know how to treat each other with kindness. And it breaks my heart. So to answer your question is in the simplest way I can, Harry, how do we move forward? We learn to love each other for the uniqueness that we are.
2: Brandon, how do we move forward? Well, I will give you... Three answers. First off Jason. You are correct. But it's much easier said than done. First off. The the very simple way is. We need to clone Mama Teasley. Because. You know obviously she. You know did the right thing with Jason. Secondly. On a short term level. Like I mentioned. A couple of times before through one way or another we need to get the corrupt cops out of the departments and re- redesign and rebuild our police force to where it is more about serve and protect it is, or it is it is to serve and protect not to harass and douche um and then thirdly in the long term we need to figure out some way send any number of people i don't i don't know how it can be done this is not a something that i know directly how to do i've been fortunate enough to know people who have been able to learn through reverse engineering this message, but somehow we need to get people into certain areas within this country and eradicate racism and prejudice from the face of the earth. Much easier said than done, but that is what needs to be done. Eric how do we move forward
0: revolution leads to evolution yep this is what we're going through right now and with all the overarching let's not just think of ourselves as Jason mentioned he's a father I myself am an uncle. I have a wonderful, intelligent, freshly 12 year old mixed race nephew who is around thanks to myself, thanks to my sister, his mother is around all kinds of people. I don't think about the world that I am going to be living in as much. I think about the world that they are going to be living in on a very macro scale not just with how people treat them and see them not just with the things and difficulties that they will go through with the environment, with jobs, education, all of these things I think about how is it going to be when he is my age and eventually when he has children so when I see all of these things and even going back to Kaepernick for a quick second, he had times where he had the great message and silence, he thought of himself. And you had least take the mantle and others like Megan Rapino. I would say also adding curtain, and that's saying
1: again. No, I just think we're having... I think we had a little bit of a sound
0: cut there. Can you hear me? Yeah, just fine. Okay. But with all of this going on, don't just think of yourself and with all of these acts. Yes, you want to go with the police department? Stop having all of these people reform these unions. And yes, I'm talking to you, Tim Kroll, head of the Minneapolis Police Union... You need to be gone. Cops need to make sure that he's gone. The ideas about having police live in the neighborhoods that they're policing, I'm all for that. And it goes even beyond that. With education, stop letting all of the corporations decide and all of these people who have power through money. Let this education teach everything. Don't just cover it up for yourself. And even going to the top with different forms of government. What we have now on some levels just does not work. I encourage others. Instead of this big divide that is also political and partisan. Open it up to everyone. These primaries, he's this, he's that, you're red, you're blue, you're black, you're white. No, there's a rainbow for a reason. We have 64-piece Crayola sets for a fucking reason. Everyone needs to be included in the process. Everyone needs to see these things. Put all of the cards on the table, all of the statistics. Stop letting everything be funneled through these conglomerates and have these people with these ideologies and these mentalities just run rampant on all parts of our society. We can look at this and critically think, but for all of those who have the opportunity and the voices, don't just use them now. Keep using them. All of you parents, don't look at all these people that look like me. Like the sign said, Talk to America's manager. Where's America's manager? These are the fundamental things that will take time. We can create that time. But with everyone, the people like us, we look at these things. The people at the top, the people in the high-rises and the ivory towers, and in the government building. Don't just use the American people when you want to start a fucking speech. If we are the American people, act like it. Because we are the American people. We are the human race. We can evolve. If you just sit back and you help us and let us, instead of getting in our way, that's what needs to happen.
1: Go ahead and say what you need to say before I wrap up. That's
2: yeah, it. one final thing that I want to say. It's it, it's both a shouldn't be too funny but not but it is in a harsh way but also it's it's the truth america let's get this thing with black lives matter over because there are plenty of other underrepresented underappreciated undervalued people in this country i am i myself am i am a part of that We need our turn. I'm
1: not even going to respond to that. I have no words. I'm just going to let that comment sit there. All right, here's the deal. I quoted Maynard James Keenan earlier in the show when I mentioned the song by A Perfect Circle called Talk Talk. I'm going to quote Maynard James Keenan once again here when I mentioned the song right into... Angels on the sideline, baffled and confused. Father blessed them all with reason. And this is what they choose. Simply put, the way to move forward is to be better. How hold... The people in power to higher standards, your police officers, your elected officials, your government in general. Hold the people that you keep in your life to a higher standard and let people know that there are ramifications for acting like a complete and total douchebag. Hold people, hold yourself to a higher standard. What can I do today To make the world a better place than it was yesterday. People are people. So why should it be. That you and I shouldn't get along. Depeche mode. Mm -hmm. You had something to say Jason.
3: Yeah I have one comment to. Say. Kind of piggybacks off of everything that we've all said. take five minutes a day to log out and decompress Um, and if you really want to make a change don't do it from behind the keyboard get out there let your voice be heard And make it through your actions, not empty words. And I'll end my thoughts on the matter with that.
1: We are a sports podcast, so I'm going to end with a sports quote. And I'm sure that every one of you, once I start this quote, will understand where the quote is from. The application was not of this nature, but I do believe it fits. To me, there are three things we should all do every day. We should do this every day of our lives. Eric, see the smile on Eric's face already? He knows where I'm going. Number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. Number three, you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. Could be sadness. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. Eric, go ahead. I know you know it. I saw your face light up as soon as I started.
0: The late, great Jim Valvano, the first ever ESPY Awards, 1993. May you continue to rest in peace. Coach V was on to something.
2: Uh
1: Live, laugh, love, cry. Be human.
3: Isn't that a a sign that Karen's posting their house? (laughs) Well, the live, laugh, love part is it's actually a book, but he added crying
1: to the equation as well.
0: Which I think most of the Karens would go all eat, pray, love, which, hey, I mean, look, eating, praying, loving, I mean, granted, if you want experience with all three of those, (laughs) you can come to me just about any time. I will be glad to provide. Uh, And we're back (laughs) on track for a traditional episode of the show. I mean, we might as
2: well finish it like that since we'll just be back to our old shenanigans next week or later this week.
3: I, I think I think that's that's that speaks more volumes because I think we've become desensitized to a lot of things. We don't we don't feel the emotions that something should give us.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Instant gratification.
1: Agreed.
3: Yeah. Instant gratification, desensitized and numb. I think that's a basic summary of our society today. Yeah. So and... if if you do go outside and you do some see someone that's a little bit different of you, take five minutes and learn about them. It may change your life, may change their life, but I guarantee you both of you would walk away with something that you had prior to that encounter. And that's information that you didn't have before. And with that information, you can grow from. And that growth, you can spread to others. And maybe, just maybe, we can heal as a nation, heal as humans, and repair this world around us.
1: At W2M Chairman on Twitter. Also, not sure if you're still using it, at TurcoGlue822.
3: Yes, I use both.
1: All right. Eric at SquidSportsHead on Twitter. And you can find him on Facebook. For any kind of conversations that you wish to continue to have, just look for the guy, the cartoon, sitting drinking a glass of wine with a Jacksonville
0: Jaguars logo right around him. And we also, for a further diversion, we did just do an episode of Soccer to the Mac, where we touched on different aspects of this. And for my final words, as a jaded cynic, jaded cynicism doesn't always work, especially now.
1: Eric's Thoughts brought to you by Rick's Tutoring,
0: LLC. Rick's TNT, LLC. Verified through SunBiz, affiliated with Dunn & Bradstreet. What he said. My bad.
1: Uh, it's new. I'm learning. Hmm. you hmm. at At BizCo and MB Chiefs, anything to add for a final thought?
2: Just, we have to do better, and while I'm afraid of what's to come, I am hoping... That this was the straw that broke the camel's back, and this does cause real and permanent change. Not to speak in cliches, but there's an old quote
1: that goes, it's always darkest just before the dawn. Mm -hmm. Let this be the new light shining to America to help its path forward be lit. Let us learn from our mistakes so that we don't repeat them. Let us be better humans at H-E-B, the Eagle on Twitter, Harry Broadhurst on Facebook. Tonight's episode of the kickoff is a presentation of the W2M network. We are online at W2Mnet.com. In addition, you can find all of our stuff on all of your favorite podcast services iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. This would normally be the part where I would put in a joke with Brandon here, but tonight it doesn't feel appropriate to do so, so you can check us out on Spotify as well. Thanks for listening. We hope you learned something listening to us. And even if you didn't learn anything, we hope that we at least gave you something to think about going forward with your lives. Feel free to reach out to any of us to have a conversation about our our show tonight. I encourage everybody to keep a dialogue open. It's how we move forward. Thank you for listening to the special edition of The Kickoff. Let's talk about it here on the W2M Network.